Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now, here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I've heard you say many times that life is a series of... Choices. Choices. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we do have choices, I mean, every day, all day, every day, even, even whether we wake up and uh, whether we, well, we wake up, but we, whether we get up out of the bed, whether we put our, mm-hmm. you know, our left foot or our right foot on the floor first or whatever, but there are, there's just choices all day long. What, what about when mm-hmm. people, uh, people can choose to kind of give up on life? Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell us about uh, some of those choices and how crucial they can be. You know, I'm thinking about those who feel that life has no meaning. Um, I'm talking about a sense of meaningless, in other words, not meaningful, but meaningless life living. You just, it's life has no meaning. I have no sense of purpose. I feel insignificant mm-hmm. and nothing really matters. Um, those, those who live with no purpose come, um, come to the belief it's life is not worth living. I can't count on anything. Nothing is worthwhile. What's the point of it all? By the way, uh, there's a book of the Bible. You, you like trivia. Yes. So I'll give you what, what book of the Bible would say this? Meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What does that sound like? That sounds like Ecclesiastes. You got it. From the wisest man ever to live, right? That's what God says. That's right. I mean, the the Bible is very clear um, that there would be no one wiser than who? Than Solomon. Solomon. Hmm. Um, There's King David, and he had a son, Solomon. And, by the way, um, okay, again, your choice for, and this is not, I I don't want to make it like this is trivial, but uh, what else? Okay, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. What other book, uh, for sure, did he write and contribute to? The Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs. Mm Mm-hmm. And parts of Proverbs. That's it. Part of Proverbs. So here you have this book of the Bible, Proverbs. And I love Proverbs because I love... And the the theme of the book of Proverbs is what? Wisdom. That's right. You're 100%. All right. Okay. And really, but this is huge. I know people who read every single day because uh, there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs 
And they've learned a technique. If they want to be wise, if they, in other words, wisdom comes from God. You can't be any wiser than to think like God thinks. To think how he would think. Well, um, the book of Proverbs, being 31 chapters, there are 31 days in a month of uh, for a number of the months. So what they do, and you know this actually, I'm not telling you anything, but um, I think it's great that people, I, I, many, many, many men I've talked to, this is a pattern. I know women who do this, where whatever the, the day of the week it would be, not that it's more the, the numerical day, they would look, they would uh, literally want to read uh, the book of the Bible, I mean, in, in the book of Proverbs, it would be, if it's the 10th of the month, if it's the first of the month, you would go to the first chapter of Proverbs, and you'd read that. Pray for wisdom, and it's, it's marvelous when you see what God says about in the, in the first chapter of Proverbs. So you read one chapter a day, and then you'd start over, and you'd again read the first chapter of the book of Proverbs, for what we're talking about, um, to, to gain wisdom and, and pray for wisdom. Just say, Lord, make me wise. May I see life from your point of view. And you can see as you go along, and by the way, you could go on and read the book of Ecclesiastes. So the point is, don't, don't settle for thinking that life is meaningless. It's meaningful. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's Ministry Multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have questions about tonight's topics, really any number of topics that you could be dealing with, we have over 100 of our keys for living that will help you address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll be happy to help you access the right resources, whatever would help you the most, or maybe as you deal with someone else, and you can give them some resources, some materials that will help them in their situation. The number again for customer support is 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. Also, find materials, resources on our website. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find our new updated Keys for Living, our Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources and music CDs. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. We have returning to us this evening our caller, Joseph. Well, welcome back, Joseph. I am so glad to hear your voice. I mean, I haven't heard it heard it yet, but welcome back to you. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to talk to you again, June. You got a lot on my mind. Last time we talked, you was talking about the transformation, you know, from from the old man to to being conformed to Christ. And yes, and uh, you know, you sent me some materials, and and I've been studying, and, and I tell you what, the the what you said about the three, you know, in, in the book that I've been studying, it talks about the new purpose, the new priority, and the new plan. Yes. And uh, the new new purpose is being conformed to Christ. The <laughs> new priority is fulfilling that plan, you know, trying to get my life back on track, you know. Yeah, that's li- lining up your action. thinking with God's thinking is line. That's the new priority. You've got to line up. You're thinking with God's thinking. And then the third, the new plan is literally um, what God gives us. And uh, that will equal transformation. Uh, so I'm, I'm thrilled. It, seem, it seems like it's connecting to you now, right? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I, 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 if, if you were to look at the book you sent me, it, it almost looks like I've I've rewriting it. It's I've got all these books so full of notes that it ain't even funny. <laughs> Is that the one on sexual addiction? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't know that um, 
sexual addiction is literally epidemic. And it's been that way for uh, 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 definitely about two, two decades. And when we started helping people in that, with that particular topic of, of sexual addiction, it's, it's like here is finally something that I can connect to that I understand when we start looking at what do what what is where what is the, the issue and you have been absolutely blunt you you were you're not protective you meaning you didn't hide anything you were candid and i and i really respected that because you have a very unusual situation but the abuse of of you as a boy uh, as a little a little boy and um, the whole issue of um, how you were treated, you know, sexually abused by mom and then aunts and then their cousins. And, and um, yet, you know, you, you have a unique situation, um, which is, is um, physiological. And um, you didn't cause that. It's a rare thing of XXY chromosome and it's called hermaphrodite. But the thing is, we talked about life as a series of choices. Right. And what was clear is you began to hear that instead of just going by how you feel or if I'm attracted to a male or attracted to a female, um, because of the unusual genetic situation you have, you you under, you began to understand. Uh, you know, I said, if you're going to be conformed to the character of Christ, would Jesus have sex? I know this is unusual language, but it, would he have sex with males and females? And you immediately you said no. And I, I said, so I said, you know, okay. We've got to have a basis on which change occurs. I'm very logical, very math, very... I look at equations, and and we look at the Bible, and there are all kinds of equations. There are all kinds of problems with solutions. And it doesn't mean that it's not complex or that we have been taught what to do. But what, what I was impressed with is while you had horrible situations early, early on, and then you chose to do certain things, um, and you were candid about even what you you talk, talked about. You were married at one time, and what you made your wife do sexually, you, you, you just said it was horrible. And, do you know, I think that that kind of... Um, it's not just transparency. It's not just vulnerability. It's you. You hated what you did, and it's like yeah. I. You, you were saying that clearly. That it's like you didn't have any uh, justification for doing what you did. You didn't try to excuse it to say, "Well, my situation's different." In other words, this is what is called. Godly sorrow. And the Bible talks about worldly sorrow and godly sorrow. Worldly sorrow is, well, 
gosh, I hate this. I I didn't get away with it, <laughs> you know, and it's it's like, but I would do it anyway if I, you know, uh, just could not um, be held accountable. Um, the, the point is, God looks at your heart, and he's looking at your heart now. He knows your heart even in the past few weeks since since you've called and didn't know what to do because you your first words to me were, you know, I, I had a lot of trauma. I'm confused about my sexual identity. And yes, there, you know, biologically, it's a challenge. In other words, most people don't have what you have, but... What we decided, and I asked you to repeat over and over that phrase, life is a series of choices. Life is a series of choices. And, of course, I told you also that being, I think you said you are 6'8 in height. And I definitely hear that deep, deep voice. (laughs) So (laughs) that's unmistakable. And so there are times when... A person has to evaluate, okay, I have these characteristics of maleness, and I'm going to choose to be responsible for the way God made me. I know what I shouldn't do, and so I'm going to literally take charge of my life to to line up my life with God's life in terms of how he created you because he did create you for a purpose. And I think that in the future there's a way that you could be used by God to help other people with this. That's why I called tonight, June, because this past few days I've really been going through some rough spots because I, I, I had... You know, I've been, like I said, I've been studying your books. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in the in that self-image and identity book and then in the mm-hmm. sexual addiction book. And, and, you know, I know that God has a calling on my life. There's no doubt in my mind. I know mm. that a transformation is taking place. There's no wow. doubt in my mind about that. Mm. But it, it seems like every time I set goals to try to accomplish something or, or try to head in the direction that I think God's calling me, roadblocks keep getting thrown in my way. I was signing up for some classes. I was going to either go to Liberty or mm-hmm. uh, another college. I can't think of a name of it right now. But anyway, I was told that I can't get financial aid because I have a a, uh, a student loan that's defunct from 40 years ago. Wow. So and I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and it was like, you know, and as you know, I was locked up for 24 and a half years, you know. So you're, you're going to bring this bring this up now, you know. And, and, and I talked to the lady today from the Department of Education, and she told me, she said that uh, uh, they, had, they had cleared it back in 96. And I said, well, if you cleared it, then, then how come it's coming back up now? And she uh-huh. said, well, we didn't clear it. We just wrote it off. I said, well, what's the difference? You know, mm. she, we just shut it down so it wasn't it wasn't accumulating interest or whatever. I'm like, you know, I, I don't understand. It just, mm-hmm. so, so that, mm-hmm. that, that blocked me moving forward in that direction, you know. So anyway, all weekend I went.
went through this. I mean, Friday night, June, I spent, I laid here in my bed for over an hour just crying because I was so upset about it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I finally felt like I had a purpose. I finally felt like I was going somewhere with my life. And then all of a sudden I get the door slammed in my face. Okay, so are you saying to me that your choice would be like Liberty University? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, yeah, that or, or you know, or, yeah, or, or where? where I could get, you know, where I could get the education for, for, for ministry and for counseling. Because I don't remember if I told you or not, but my, my goal is, is to be able to, to start a ministry where I can reach back to the prisons because the Department of Corrections in Illinois, they, they don't tell nobody nothing. You've got to figure, you know, it's, it's, it's mouth-to-mouth learning. You know, if you don't hear it from another inmate, you're not going to learn. You're not, you know, and a lot of guys, they just keep repeating the process. It's like mm-hmm. an open-door policy, you know. They just keep coming back and coming back. And, and those are the kind of guys that I'd like to reach to to help them so that they don't have to repeat that process. You know, uh, guys that yes. are in there that, that can't get out on parole because they have nowhere to go. You know, families shut them off, whatever. You know, give them an opportunity to start a new life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and show them, give them some direction. Show them some direction. Try to help them out. Hmm. Well, I love your plan. What you're saying is you know what it's like to be incarcerated, and you yeah. know what it's like to basically, it's like a, a dead-end street. You're not seeing um, how, your, how your life can be used in a positive way. Now you're thinking, no, I, I'm, I'm getting some tools here. I'm, I'm finding, oh, this is how I need to think differently. Because, you know, Jesus says that the truth sets us free. And the the Bible says in Romans that we are transformed by the renewing of the mind. That's why I really wanted us to talk initially about God's truth. Because, again, when you line up your thinking with His thinking, then you have the blessing of God because you're in the will of God. And if you're in the will of God, that means you're living according to the Word of God. But if you go against the Word of God, you won't be in the will of God, and you won't have the blessing of God. So, uh, we'll, let's talk more about what God is doing in your life right now. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope.
June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get uh, back to our caller in just a moment. If you have questions or concerns about tonight's topics, uh, you can talk to customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access those resources. And if that would help you to talk with them and and just see what might be most beneficial to you, just do that. And we're recommending tonight one of our keys for living called Purpose in Life, Pinpointing Your Priorities. And customer support again at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd prefer to email them, you may do so at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Just uh, email them and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Let's get back to tonight's conversation now with Joseph. Hey, Joseph, um, did I send you material on temptation? Yeah. Okay. You said right. something about sending me a devotional, too, and I haven't got it yet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll do it again because I <laughs> thought I'd send it out. And, yeah, that, and that that's going to be huge because it's a 31-day devotional, and it really deals with your identity. And yeah. um, that and you're, you're going to really respond to that. Um, right. And it's uh, just two pages uh, a day. Really, it's right. more like you read one page, and then there's something that you uh, you look up two scriptures, put them in your own words, and you write a prayer back to God on what that issue is for that day. And it's like, I'm a child of God. I am uh, adopted by God. Uh, and, and what does it mean to be given the grace of God? It's all these things that you have when you're an authentic Christian. So that's going to be helpful. And I, I promise I'll make it make that out again to you. Now, I, I want to talk to you for a moment about something that um, you have to be prepared for, all of us should be re- prepared for. Uh, I, 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 I said to you at one time, I said, you're going to be tempted. Oh, yeah. I, I, I said, um, there are people who, they become Christians and they think, and then they're shocked that they're tempted and it's like I thought God would take care of it and it could be you know alcohol of whatever it could be whatever kind of drug of choice uh, whether it's crack or you know anything the issue is 
God doesn't say anywhere that he removes our temptation. I mean, what tempts us. Uh, And so, therefore, you have to have a mindset of what to do. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all areas, yet was without sin. So, if he's going to be tempted and you're conformed to his character, well, then you're going to be tempted. And basically, you think of temptation in this way. Um, The word um, entice comes from an old Greek hunting and fishing term, uh, deliazo, and it means to lure by a bait. Now, no bait tempts everyone. But everyone is tempted by some type of bait. Have Have you been a, a fisherman? Have you Did you grow up fishing or doing anything uh, where you're putting into the water uh, a, a a bait uh, and you're trying to catch fish, or okay. not really? Okay. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Now, I remember as a kid. I thought, oh, we're supposed to put something on a line. And so I put, I took a part of a weenie <laughs> and put it, you know, on, on the hook. And you can imagine how successful I was at White Rock Lake in Dallas. I never even got a nibble. I, I don't think they were impressed with my bait uh, in terms of the fish. They were not interested in my piece of a weenie. <laughs> uh smelly <laughs> oh wow okay yeah so you understand but by the way it, it's so interesting only certain fish are drawn by and, and I'll, I'll put it this way if you are a fisherman and sell in this area a dry fly is for trout Worms are for bass, stink bait for catfish. In other words, what what is appealing to one type of fish is not appealing to all fish, but there is a bait that is going to be available uh, that would attract every every type of fish. And so, therefore, what tempts you would not, necessarily tempt me what tempts you it could be um, you know a best buddy you've got uh, may not be even though he it's a male it could be your same age whatever but um, we are tempted in our own area and there, there will be some others that would be tempted as I would be or you would be but the point is I think what what the fish doesn't know is all is not what it appears to be. 
right. because when within that tempting moment, that fish bites, and there's a fight usually, and yeah. then that that uh, ends up being a skinned fish fillet. Yeah. So, what we need to know is, okay, what do I do when I am tempted to do that which is not right in God's sight? We all know that, you know, we all know all too well that we can be lured, uh, lured by a lie. And the lie is, oh, this will satisfy you. This will meet your needs. And yet the lie will be attached to that which is, is against the Word of God. It's against... Tr- the truth of God. And so the, it, there's a wrong belief like, this is so tempting. Mm-hmm. Right now, I want it more than anything else. I, Even though I know it's wrong, look, I have to have it. I have to have it. And that's, that's the case when there's an addiction. It's like, at all costs, doesn't matter, I have to have it. Or, or I feel I need, this is what I need. But the right belief instead is, you know, although I may have this huge desire, uh, even feel miserable for a period of time, if I don't have what tempts me, I know what God wants is best for my life. And I will become more Christ-like by depending on His strength to resist temptation. And that's why we're told... Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Well, it's Psalm 55. I got a little testimony to give you, because this just, it's blessed my heart so much, June, and I know it's okay. blessed yours. I, uh, well, yesterday I had a chance, well, Sunday, in fact, I had a chance to give a testimony, so I talked about this a little bit at church, but uh, uh, I was recently, I, I can't remember on the bus or anyway I was someplace and, and this lady I was talking to somebody on the bus and this lady overheard my voice and she said she came up and sat down next to me and she says have you been on the radio and I, <laughs> and I began to talk about the program and she says oh my goodness she says can we get off someplace she says I really need to talk to you so we got off the bus we sat out we went to this little cafeteria got some coffee come out and sat down outside and she began to tell me that her daughter had called her because her 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 daughter her granddaughter had been molested by her stepdad, mm. molested and raped, and mm. so she turned away from Jesus. She just walked away because she couldn't believe you know what what had happened to her. So she was listening to the program that night. She didn't even know why. She just turned. Are on you talking program. about our program? This yeah. this program? Oh my yeah. soul. And she called her mom and told her mom, she said, you got to listen to this, mom. So she got on the program, and they both that night gave their life back to Christ and are going oh, to church now. That gives me chills. That yeah. gives me chills. Just talking wow. about it gives me chills. Mm-hmm. It's like, and see, that's, and it's like you said, you know, I, I know God has a purpose for my life. There's no doubt in my mind. I know there is. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. in in. In the last, especially today, I've had several people tell me there's people there's there's people out there that want to help you. You've said mm. that. It, 
It's mm. just a matter of making the connections with those people. It's like uh, 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 that lady that you was telling me about, that friend of yours that has the ministry. I, yes. I was trying to connect with her. Unfortunately, I don't have internet on my phone, so I, I wasn't able to make the connection. But okay. I, you know, people like people like I, I, I want to reach out to these people because I want the help, June. You know, I want to make mm-hmm. these changes. I want I want to move forward towards like like we said, what Christ had. I know Christ has mm-hmm. something for me. I know He does. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind. There's no doubt in my heart. There's no doubt in my spirit. I know there's something there for me. It's just yeah. the roadblocks keep getting thrown in my way. You know, and I know that ain't nothing but the devil. I know what it is. There's no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind. But mm-hmm. it's just finding the sources that are there to get me to, to where I want to go or where God okay. wants me to go. And, and I believe it started with this program. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to ask those of you who are listening, you hear our friend's plea. He wants to change. He is changing. He already has changed in certain areas, but there are certain things that need to take place. Um, you have a heart. Um, now, we're calling you Joseph just because we give a, a, a name, another name. And um, I know who you are. <laughs> but the thing is, I, 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 it, no, I mean, it's just helpful because there are times when we want certain anonymity. But the issue for you is you want, you've tried the other and it hasn't worked. You've tried to fulfill the desires of the flesh and it, it, it's not lasting peace. You don't, it, it's, it's like you can have a fix that's not even a fix. It's a temporary attempt to get a need met. But the Bible says, my God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So I think the issue is also for us to cover, just to review some things. What do you do when you're tempted? What do you do when all of a sudden here is someone who comes on the scene and you're, it's like, whoa, I'm pulled toward that person. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry, and we just say thank you. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And we have Keys for Living that we recommend tonight called Purpose in Life, Pinpointing Your Priorities. That's available as you call customer support along with many other resources, uh, titles that you would be able to choose from. That's 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Remember, if you'd like to get on the air to talk with June about something in your life, just call us at 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And we look forward to hearing from you. That's 800-917. Back now to our conversation with Joseph. Well, my friend... I have a thought. I'm going to two things. First of all, I'm hearing that you want your life to be used, especially if there's an opportunity for you to have a ministry reaching out to those who are inmates. Um, they 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 need somebody who can talk their language, who understands their situation. And I'm going to mention to you an organization called Prison Fellowship. Are you familiar with the name uh, Chuck Colson? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he was uh, a part of the Watergate scandal. He was the former, uh, basically, he was the chief counsel to the president of the United States. Then there was this thing called Watergate, and he ended up being in prison for a period of time, but just before he went, there was a congressman who introduced Chuck Colson, who was an incredibly bright man. Now, he wasn't saved at all, but he introduced, this congressman introduced Chuck Colson to a life-changing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he had a total change of life. He did go to prison, but he saw all kinds of help that he could affect because of just his intelligence and his commitment to Christ. And so he started something, Prison Fellowship, and there were many, many reforms that took place because of Chuck Colson. This is when he was no longer <clears throat> incarcerated. 
But the point is, um, and oh, how I wish he were alive today, but um, because he, he really had a brilliant mind. And the ministry, one of the ministries he started is prison fellowship. And they are looking for former incarcerated men and women to tell their story. And so what you could do is uh, just write down that name, Prison Fellowship. There's PFM, Prison Fellowship Ministry. But contacting uh, them, and you can say that you've been on the program with me, whatever. Um, there are people in Prison Fellowship who are, I've, I've been associated with them in a certain way. In fact, Chuck Colson introduced me when I was in Washington, D.C. one time. I went with him to a prison, and he spoke. I played the guitar. I sang, and I watched what he did. This is when he was first getting started, and I was very, very impressed. And um, he's had a sterling reputation um, himself. Uh, but um, I think that this could be a, a future um, that the Lord would open up to you. And uh, by the way, um, I, are you in Missouri? Are you in um, uh, Illinois? Because I thought I heard you mention something about Illinois. I'm in Missouri. Okay, you're I in Missouri. I'm in Illinois. Okay, that's, okay, that's, that's the Illinois part. Okay, well, <clears throat> there are other ministries, um, for example, in Illinois, um, uh, there's, you know, the bottom line is there are those who know the prison world. And I've loved, just loved speaking at prisons. And I'll go in there and I'll do, you know, the topic of forgiveness or anger or hope. And, And the inmates are so responsive. Uh, when you're talking their language, when you're dealing with um, specifics that relate to helping them in their lives. Now, I personally have not been incarcerated, but I know what it's like to have a lot of pain, and that's what they relate. Um, uh, that, that, you know, they, they know that for so many, there has been uh, abuse and all kinds of things that they've experienced, and so they are very responsive, and I think they would be responsive tremendously to you. So um, I, this is what I'm wanting people to pray, that you will literally um, be led by the Lord to have the kind of ministry that you're feeling called by God to do. And it's not that that's the only area of ministry that you would have just to an inmates, um, I can see it being um, powerful up in other areas, too. But the thing that I'm wanting to be very clear about is what do you do when there will be a time when things aren't as fresh right now and exciting right now? Because right now you're learning. You're just, it, it, I can hear the excitement in your voice. 
there will be times of temptation and you have to decide ahead of time what to do. For example, let's say you just see someone. It doesn't matter if it's a male or a female. Whatever it is, all of a sudden, you're in a tempting situation. You've got to know immediately what you do. You don't keep looking at that person. As soon as you realize, I am being sexually tempted, you turn your eyes, and I, I'm saying this because uh, in Job 31, verse 1, uh, there's a very interesting passage. And Job, who was called blameless, um, the whole, there's a whole book on his life, but he, he, he said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully. Lust would be you feel an erotic pull and it's like I, it, that erotic pull temptation uh, wants to find expression. But if you, and if you, the longer you look that way, the more tempting it is and the more likely you could say, well, you know, right now, or, or just this once, just this once, I'll do this. Uh-uh. You, you make a decision. If I feel that I'm heading toward lust or, uh, or here's this temptation, the lust, once you've gotten, in, gotten into lust, you've looked too long. But you have that, that draw, that temptation, you... You nip it in the bud. Uh, you redirect your sexual thought and replace it. In other words, you're the only one who controls how long you will entertain that thought, that, that person that you're tempted to be drawn to when you know it's not right. So you're the only one who can determine how long you're going to dwell on that person. And you make a covenant with your eyes, you make a covenant with your mind, you're not going to allow an immoral thought to reside in your heart. In other words, you don't mentally have sex in your mind with that person, because that's what people do. And instead, you make a commitment with your eyes not to maintain a gaze if you see that all of a sudden this person is interested in you, you you shut it off, and yeah. you're you're the only one who can do that. You well, turn your I, eyes. I see you like that the other day, a woman tried to try to draw me in, and you know, having been locked up for so long and just you know recently out, my my eyes wanted to go there, you know, mm -hmm. and I caught myself, and as soon as I caught myself. I'm like, no, get away from this situation, get out of this situation, this this is not right, this is not good for you, this is not healthy for you, you're trying to go a different different direction, if that comes around in, in the direction that you're trying to go, that's one thing, but the way it's going right now, that's not where God wants you to be, so I, I had to get away from the situation, I had to tell her, I'm sorry, I gotta go, and I went, I went back in my apartment. Perfect. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. That is so great. You know, th remember when I gave you this freedom formula, that's yep. one of the scriptures you can claim, and that is 
and it, and it's I'll do whatever it takes to be conformed to the character of Christ, because the the, the scripture we were looking at was Romans eight twenty nine that you're predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. So you just say, I'll do whatever it takes to be conformed to the character of Christ. Well, is going that direction sexually uh, going to enable you to be conformed to the character of Christ? No, you, you already know his character. He would not do that. And I think, I think this is why it's important to claim certain scriptures. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's the part of the new plan. I'll do whatever it takes to fulfill his plan and his strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I, I refuse that thought. I refuse that gaze. I refuse that temptation. I'll, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's his strength, not my strength. Right. And, that, and, and so then you literally know that he will give you a pure heart. Mm -hmm. I, I, th I think you probably will respond to Psalm 51.10, which says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew mm -hmm. a steadfast spirit within me. Yeah. So you, you just admit, look, I know if I go this direction, I will lose control of my integrity. You know, in integrity means being the same in the dark as you are in the light. Yep. And, and Jesus was called, you know, when people were around him, he, he was a man of integrity here on earth. And so if you're going to be conformed to the character of Christ, integrity, and, and you can just say, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to be a man of integrity. I'll do whatever it takes to be a man of integrity. I'll do whatever it takes to be a man of integrity. Don't forget, the, the mental part of this exercise of you just doing that will override the emotional pull. You, but you have to keep focusing on the truth. Isn't it wonderful that the truth sets you free? Yeah. And there's nothing like it. Because, see, you want a clean life before the Lord as you're living the rest of your life you know what it's like to go the other direction well that doesn't satisfy and you can't I promise you you can be used by God in a precious way and so no matter what I'm going to be sending you our material on purpose in life that you'll really respond to that I'm very proud of you uh, I'm, and again I'm calling on our friends who are listening to pray for our friend Joseph. We will send our keys for living called Purpose in Life, pinpointing your priorities. Send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of our ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep this program on the air, to keep those resources going out, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.